You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we'll talk about what we need or want to see from the Chicago Bulls in their final preseason game against the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll also talk about P. Will's benching and are the Bulls trying to send us a message about the, the expectations around P. Will? We'll get into all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host, creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And Pat, the Bulls have their preseason finale game tomorrow against or today against the Milwaukee Bucks. What do you want to see the Bulls do against the what? What are, what are we final preseason game? Are you looking for anything important? Do you think it's going to be mainly a day of rest? What are, What are your expectations with the final preseason game? Um, I, I think the biggest thing for me is is seeing kind of how this team is going to round out. I'm not expecting anything major. I'd actually be a little surprised if we saw a ton of minutes from Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Vooch. Um, but I, I think, right, like this is, this is an opportunity for you to kind of round out your team, figure out where you want this team to finish at and how you want some of these end-of-the-bench pieces to go out there uh, to, to, to – Figure out where they're going to be in the rotation. I want to see a lot from Daylon Terry. I want to see a lot of Daylon Terry. I'm going to be honest with you, maybe a, a lot of Javante Green, right? Because Javante mm-hmm. Green somebody who might be working himself into more of a rotation piece than I thought he was going to have at the start of the season. You were big on Javante. But I, I just – I didn't think that he was going to fit into – the rotation with so many guards on this team. Looks like Javante Green absolutely might do that. Um, would love to see more from Kobe White, and it does come down. I know we'll talk about P. Will a little more as we get into the show, but P. Will, show me something. Show me anything. Show me that you're alive. Show me that you can put the ball in the basket. Like, I, I, you have to see these things at the end of the day. And, I mean, I don't know if – I guess the one thing that I do want to see, right, is if we see a third game of P. Will not starting, we have our answer. And so I kind of want to get the answer on that as well. Mm. That's 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 I well, it depends, because if they sit all the other starters and the P. Will isn't starting, I'm not going to look into that too that's much. Tr- but That's true. But I mean, if like everybody plays and P. Will still the odd man out, that's kind of when I, 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 I oh, kind of want to know what their mindset is going into the season or if they, because Billy Donovan's very good to be like. I just wanted to see what a lineup looked like. And like, you'd be like, why? You'd be like, oh, I don't know. I just wanted to. Okay. <laughs> Trying to All right, BD. The entire season. Um, but I, I, I really, in this game, the things that I want to see, right? I try to temper expectations, try to be realistic. And I think some of the biggest things that I just want to see from this is like the, the, the continuation of this offense. Like we've seen, and one of the things that I don't think has been talked about very often is that the Bulls offense is considerably different. Right. And the fact that there's way more motion, there are way more options, it seems yeah, like, yeah. Um, and branches off from other things. And uh, even though DeMar has been in midseason form already, like there's just there's just more movement without the ball. And that's the type of thing that I like. That's And honestly, I think that 
in the first preseason game, in that first half, it looked like the same Bulls offense. I feel like the bench players came in in that second half. They played great without the ball. They moved around. They got the ball around. And it almost seemed like the starters at that point then was like, oh, yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. And then we started seeing that kind of uh, reverberate through the whole team. And it's been a nice motion offense. But outside of that, I'm I, listen, it's preseason. And I say it with the good. I say it with the bad. I'm not looking too much into anything in preseason. I want to see everybody come out of this next game healthy. That's that's the biggest thing that I want to see uh, more than anything. Um, but you know, it, it, we'll see how how much he starts to play because I think if Billy Donovan does play the starters, even if it's fifteen to seventeen minutes, that tells me that Billy Donovan is still looking for this offense or this team in general to work on something specific uh, before the season in the last live game before the season starts eight days later. So I, I think that's the type of thing I'm going to look for. Bulls has been doing a lot of great things that we called for last season, the ball movement, feeding Vooch down low early, Vooch playing from that from the inside out. Like all those things have been happening. But then on top of all that, I want to see the work. I want to see the work. I'm not even gonna I want to see Dalen Terry. I need to see the work go to work, bro. Do we get a Marco Simonovich signing in the no. final preseason game? No, Billy hates okay. it. Okay. Uh Marco <laughs> not on the team. Uh, he doesn't exist. Marco's still on the milk card. What? What? Somebody, if if you find Marco, please call this number. <laughs> because he's just he's he's not a part of of what the Bulls want to do, right? Like, uh, I don't know why. I don't know the answer to that. I, I I would think preseason would be the perfect time to find him, but because right, like I, I I guess right, kind of to the flip side of what I was saying in the beginning, because there's so much time in between, you might see the bulls go a little bit more. You might see Billy Donovan really want to work on some things more. Um, maybe, maybe they kind of take the lax approach because you're going to have a couple of practices in there, probably three practices in there before you get the season started. Um, mm-hmm. Just preparing for what you're going to see in that opening game. But I don't expect to see a ton out of this team. And I think the players you're looking for are players that are going to be a part of the rotation. It's clear um, based on the first three games of this, Marco's not going to be a part of the rotation. I don't know why. I don't have an answer for it. I wanted him to be. I mean, I feel like right 6'10", 225 at a struggling power forward spot, you might want Mm -hmm. to use the guy that's 6'10", 225, but he's not going to get that tick. So you're talking about Derrick Jones Jr., you're talking about Javante Green, you're talking about maybe even bringing somebody in that hasn't been a part of that or maybe somebody who who, uh, um, was a part of it last season that you bring back, right? Like there's – or maybe you just feel you're so set with Andre Drummond out there splashing three-pointers that – you don't have to go to that, but I think the biggest thing uh, that I'm looking for in this game, like you said, just stay healthy, get into the season, get ready to play. And outside of that, right, like we're ready for the regular season. They're ready for the regular season. I hope Patrick Williams is ready for the regular season, and that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, all's going to be told very shortly. We know that we start off the season with a nice uh, set of games. So oh, yeah. the Bulls are going to be tested often and early. Um, uh, again, also, I think and if we're talking about what the, some things to look for out for, too, is does the bench continue to look as good as the bench has looked? Like, yeah, there have been up and down games from Kobe White in his two games. I'm not counting that first one. Um, but Alex Caruso. It's been back to Alex. Not, nothing like eye-popping. He's not like averaging 15 points off the bench or anything. Drummond's look good. Uh, Goran in the in the second game worked out some chemistry with Drummond in that game. Like, does the bench continue to look like a bench that is going to be able to be relied upon um, going into the season? And if they are, 
Hey, this is going to be a fun season for the Chicago Bulls. I'm not ready to do a win-loss prediction quite yet, but I, I definitely think this is going to be a fun season. This looks like a team that's that's out to compete, and we have players on this team that have wor- absolutely worked on their game this offseason, and it's evident in preseason. Javante Green is shooting the ball 75, I'm sorry, 77% from the field and 75% from three-point range in preseason, averaging almost 17 points per game. That's going to come down a little bit more to earth in the regular season, but it's been darn fun to watch, brother. Yeah, and I think that's the question mark that you have to ask yourself, right? Like, what is actually going to be with this, with this, what Javante Green's going to give you? Because here's the thing if Javante Green could shoot at those levels, if he could play at those levels, right, you would be talking about Javante Green well before we're talking about him right now. Mm, um, good points. I mean, not to say that he can't take a leap, not to say his career can't continue to grow, but I, I would be surprised if he shoots, you know, towards Steph, Cor- Steph Curry range towards uh, Seth Curry range, if you will. <laughs> you know, um, I-, I would be surprised if we saw that. But kind of where does where does that even out? You know, is that going to be 35, 36 percent or is it going to be towards the 40 percent, right, to where you can count on that guy being a spot up shooter for you? Again, that's why I-, I say preseason is a fun time. Preseason is something that you have to look for, especially right in games where you're going up against like Milwaukee Bucks, Philly, guys like that, that you're going to have tough times against. But what is actually going to be the player that ends up rounding himself out throughout the season? Because the averages are going to tell you he's going to be nowhere near the best three-point shooter in NBA history. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, if Javante has a 70% shooting season from three-point range, the Bulls Bulls better be in the finals with some shooting like that. That's all I can say. Listen, is he going to be Zion Williamson from the field, right? He's shooting one <laughs> Those are Zion numbers, bro. That's, Zion's 60% from the field. Listen, and that's why I do, like, we'll, we'll talk about it in the, ne- in the next topic as far as people and coming off the bench and things. But, like, Javante has been a revelation, man. And the Rook, I don't know how many minutes he's going to get, but I definitely think he's earned himself a starting position for sure, brother. But, I mean, not a starting position, a spot in the rotation. Not a star- yeah. Whoa, got ahead of myself. Yeah, you got, not you got a starting a position. I, I, got a little I, ahead of myself. I threw 100% out there before I realized where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah, see, we were tripping together. Uh, but next up, we're going to talk about Patrick Williams and are, are the Bulls trying to tell us something about the expectations around Patrick Williams now? But first, got to talk to you guys about Bill Barr. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. You ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate, that's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It would be the perfect treat or you can find a really good hiding spot and hoard them just for yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Uh, Chocolate covered cookie dough with a light fluffy texture. It's so good. What's great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just grab a quick bite. Build is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Just the calories, fat, and sugar, grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. All right, Pat. Music's back. <laughs> so from one pat to another pat 
Are the Bulls, the franchise, the coaching staff, really Donovan, are they trying to tell us that the expectations around Patrick Williams have now changed? They were very high on him just a couple of months ago. Yeah. I, I, I struggle to think that there's been anything shown in training camp and in, in, in basically one preseason game before he was benched that it just would completely change their expectations around him. But weirder things have happened. Pat, what are you thinking? I, I'm looking at this as a situation where whether Billy Donovan says so or not, right, you're talking about possibly trying to put him in a position where he doesn't feel as much pressure to be great, right? I don't know if mm. he's feeling the pressure of being the fourth overall pick. Billy Donovan's talked about why about um, why we shouldn't be putting pressure on him just because he's the fourth overall pick. While that sounds great, right, he's the fourth overall pick. At the end of the day, that comes with pressure. That comes with expectation. That comes with being a great player or the expectation of being a great player in this NBA. NBA. Um, I think the biggest thing for – me that I'm looking at in this situation is if Patrick Williams continues to respond in the manner that he is, maybe he's okay with that bench role. And that might be the things that might concern me a little bit more. But at the end of the day, if he can put up the numbers that we're expecting from him, I don't care. Right? Like I I was telling Bulls fans this over on the Windy City Breeze this week. I, I was basically saying we love Taj. We love Nate Robinson. We love, like, name the bench play. We love those guys. Mm. We do not care where you get your points from. We do not care where you play your game from. Play your game. We love Alex Caruso. (laughs) But you have to show us that you have the mindset, you have the ability to go out there and continuously play your game and be somebody that's on the floor at the end of the game. Caruso has been somebody that's on the floor at the end of the game. Taj Gibson was somebody that was always on the floor at the end of the game, right? Like, so those are the things that we're really looking to. And I think the biggest thing the bulls are trying to tell Patrick Williams is basically like, just find yourself in this league, find your game in this league. We want you to be aggressive. We need you to be aggressive. We need you to take that next step, but you have to figure out what that is, because if you don't figure it out, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you try to find ways to motivate players, right, in, in whatever way that you can. Um, and it seems like, at least from what he's talked about so far, that Patrick Williams has the right mindset about this whole thing. Like, initially when he was asked about the move in that first game, he said, hey, I think it worked. We got the win, right? So, But at the end of the day, I think, like, it takes some players longer to find themselves. We've seen it. We've seen it with a bunch of players. You can you can point down the bevy of players that seemed like they were going to be bust, either went away, went to a different team, came back with a different mindset, a different coach, whatever it was that, that empowered them, whatever it happened, happened. Hopefully that this demotion or whatever it is, is that for Patrick Williams? If he hasn't found it yet, hopefully he found it throughout the rest of this, throughout some point in the season. He needs to find it. And I said it in the episode yesterday. We can see the potential in Patrick Williams all day. AK can see it. Billy Donovan can see it. But until Patrick Williams sees it, it doesn't matter what anybody else sees. Until he believes it. Until And again, I'm not having the expectations of some Bulls fan that he needs to average this 18 points per game or anything like that. I even said today on Chicago Bulls Central, it's not even necessarily the aggressive to, aggressiveness to me. Because some players just aren't the 
that aggressive like dog type mentality but then trust your ability and then be the mental player that comes into it and says hey I know I can take you off the dribble I'm about to do that and I'm going to go out and get my team four points in the next two possessions like that type be methodical in it in that in that case if you're not going to have this dog type mentality that a lot of Bulls fans want it has but it all comes back down to Patrick Williams trusting himself believing in himself believing in whoever he's better than whoever's guarding him and I hate that it's this this thing around Patrick Williams that like like I've said before he's averaged only seven shots per game in his career and averaged over 20 minutes that's not typical of a fourth overall pick that goes some to him passing up shots it goes some to the coaching staff it goes some to just the team that he's on he came into a team that was in his rookie season still trying to make the playoffs where his most fourth overall picks go to a team that they're able to just go out there and figure it out. Patrick Williams never had that situation. So whether it's going to be him coming off the bench where he finds it, whether it's he uses this as motivation, whatever it is, we need Pat to believe it. We need Pat to figure it out. And until that happens, I don't know what the expect. I don't. I can't even. It's unrealistic to even set an expectation for Patrick Williams because who knows? Here's here's the question that I'll ask you. I'll ask to the commenters as well. Right? Like, when do we get to the point? Is it this season? The Bulls have already picked up his fourth-year option. Is it next season where you say, I don't think he's going to reach the potential that AK thinks he does? When do we get to that point? I, I, I'm not there yet. I'm, I, I think beginning mm-hmm. to say anything in preseason, right? There's people that are making these grandstand predictions in preseason. And yeah. it's like, yeah, those always go well, right? Like you got, although I will say my pre my prediction last year of the Warriors winning the NBA finals. Ha, perfect. Um, but outside of that, right? Like most preseason predictions are crap because you don't know anything about the team. You don't know what the team's going to go through. You don't know uh, who's going to be healthy, who's not right. So like, when do we get to the point with Patrick Williams where we're finally like, you know what? Maybe he's going to be a bench piece, but he's not going to be what AK believed he's going to be. Is that this season? Some people will say, I think the knee jerk people will say yes. But like I said this before, as long as there are rookies coming into the league that are older than Patrick Williams, I'm still going to believe that he can hit some of that potential. Now, I will say this. It gets less and less every year that goes by, but I'm not ready to bet on him not necessarily being that player quite yet because I, I know that it's drilled home. He's 21 years old, right? He's 21 years old. If we believe that Io can make this leap and he came in the league at older than what Patrick Williams or the age that Patrick Williams is right now, yeah. it'd be unfair for me to say that he still doesn't have tons of potential that can be hit. But at some point, I would say this, and it's unfortunate because Patrick Williams is probably going to get a second NBA contract before he hits that potential. But you you got to be moving forward though right i mean you have you have to here's the thing even off of the bench right i would assume your fourth overall pick that you just picked up your fourth year option now you're not gonna not play at a minimum 20 to 25 minutes a game yeah it it gets to the point where you're still seeing nine points five rebounds five assists after this season I've got I, I'm I'm gonna look at him and be like, yeah, he's he's gonna be a bench piece, but and maybe he'll be more, but he'll mm-hmm. probably get boxed into that bench piece role unless all of a sudden he has some Jordan Poole type season. Outside of that, right? Like 
you have to continuously show me and not to say P will gets put in a weird position because last season, I swear bulls fans think in their mind, he played 82 games last season and all of the playoffs he played 17 yeah. games last year. So yeah. there's going to be some like where I look at it and I'm like, okay, this is his leap from his rookie year to his second year. Not to say that's what it all is, but that's kind of how I'm looking at it because like mm-hmm. he played 17 games last season. But at the end of the day, you got to show me some kind of progress. I, I, I say the same thing about all the players the Bulls have had. Lowry, uh, Kobe White, n- name the player, whatever it is. Year three, you need to be showing me that you're understanding what the NBA is showing you. Well, that's the thing. You can understand what the NBA is showing you and still not be a good player. So, I, I, I like, I, at the end of the day, I, th- I think for me, because he is, he's going to get a second contract with the Bulls regardless. I'm going to say this. He has until the first year of that second contract. That would be year five. For me, at that point, it's like, approach. at that point, it's like, hey, bro. Because even, even year five, Patrick Williams at that point is still only 23 years old. So it's like. It's an old school approach. I, hey, listen, AK hey. might be taking that approach right with you, brother. I, that's the funny thing about it, right? Like, I, I can say how I feel. You can say how you feel. We can say AK is going to – or uh, that Patrick Williams is this or isn't this. AK believe in this kid. Yeah. He picked up his fourth-year option. He picked uh, – he he said he's going to take a leap this year. He said he's poised to take a leap this year. So, AK believes in him. I don't – I. Shout out to AK. You're probably right. He probably will get a second contract. With he's getting. Oh, he's getting a second contract. They're not going to let. They're not because at that will be 22 years old at, with a second contract. They're not at 22 going to say, "Hey, if you didn't show us anything in year four, we're going to let you walk." No, they're going to resign him. It's just, I. The thing is too, though, is I think that <laughs> what may end up happening is that Patrick Williams may not perform. He may not get the second contract that maybe he was expecting, but then we get him on a value contract after that if he does perform after that. So it's a lot of different ways. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, I, AK is going to keep betting on the kid, bro. In him, bro. <laughs> Listen. That's so much belief in him. And I'll say this. At a minimum, right, if we do get to that point where we get to that contract, he's efficient. He, he shoots the ball pretty well from everywhere. 50%. So you know what I mean? Like, I I, I, I don't know. Uh, Before we get into this final topic, though, man, we do got to let you guys know uh, about Prize Picks. We appreciate Prize Picks for supporting the podcast. Um, Here's the thing: Prize Picks tonight. You could be talking about taking Zach Levine uh, to score more than 26 and a half. You could be talking about LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds. You could be talking about Kevin Durant to have more than 6.5 assists. Talking about Steph Steph Curry, not Seth Curry, to have uh, more than 3.5 three-pointers made. And that's what the exciting thing about prize picks is. Here's the thing. How does it work? You can pick two to five players. If they'll go out and score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, NFL, MLB with the playoffs going on right now. NHL is getting ready to get cracking. PGA college football, men's college basketball, all of that, right? All of that and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that simple and easy. It's safe and it's fast. 
withdrawals that's what the that's the exciting part right if you're going to make some money you might you want to get your money out of there right so uh here's the thing they're currently operating in over operating in over 30 states and canada uh, all you got to do is download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a 100 percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars with the promo code locked on if you deposit one hundred dollars right now price fix will give you one hundred dollars if you deposit 50 they'll give you 50 don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars make sure that you guys tune in with price fix man all right there you have it there you get there you have it brother uh but now last topic of the day Andre Drummond, we speculated on this, has said that uh, at an interview that he's been working on his three-point shot. He started working on it after year six in the NBA. He's now entering year 10, 11 in the NBA. Um, but he also talked about the fact that he talked to the coaching staff before he came here and he you know, wanted to be able to do a little bit more and contribute in different ways. And he said that you know, if he can hit that corner three and make that a weapon and a part of his, uh, his repertoire, he will. Pat, are we going to see Andre Drummond use the corner three consistently for the Chicago Bulls? I Keep thought, in mind, okay. 15 three-pointers hit in his season, in his career, 114 taken overall. He's hit them at a 13.3% clip. Go ahead, brother. I, I talked about this yesterday, right? The most important thing that you can do is have a coach basically just give you the green light tell you hey it's okay for you to take these don't take them if they put us in a bad position but it's okay for you to take these shots if you're going to consistently be able to knock them down and and i look at a guy right like al horford al horford's mm-hmm. so interesting to me because now we view him as a three-point shooter right you want to know how many uh, three-point attempts Al Horford attempted all up until, what is this, seven years in his career? 0.5 was his high for a season. <laughs> That's funny. Now that we're surprised about Al Horford being a five three-points-a-game type of player. Yeah. So sometimes it just takes a coach having that belief and saying, go ahead and try it. And I just think he hasn't been in a situation where teams have said, go ahead and try it, right? Like in Detroit, they were by the time he started working on it, he probably would have been on his way out of Detroit. And then you're talking about Cleveland. You're talking about Philly. He's been the backup. At the backup, you don't want to ruffle feathers. You don't want to mess things up, right? I think this is a situation where, and I don't know if he's going to knock it down at the clip anywhere near what we saw in that. Oh, no. Come on now. That was 100%. It's not happening. (laughs) Let's be clear. Him and Javante Green are going to be cooking the entire season. They're going to be dominant from the three-point line. But I, I, I don't think that he's going to be even 35% right now. No. But if he gives you 32% from the three-point line, just enough of a threat where you can take two to three of them a game and he knocks down one. See, I don't even I don't even think he needs to take two or three. I think that would be excessive because that I don't know if it's in his game enough to take that much. I'm saying for me personally, if Andre Drummond takes five three pointers over the course of three to four games and hits that at a 30 percent clip, I'm happy with that. 
Well, I think the thing is, right, like it's about if you really are trying to change your game or if you're just trying to add a little bit of something to it, right? Because like Rolo probably takes five three-pointers over three games, right? Like I, I don't know if that's facts or not, but like the, your mediocre three-point shooters probably take five three-pointers there. It depends on if you're trying to change your game so that you work yourself back into a premier player in this league or if you're just trying to do enough to show that, hey, I can do this if you guys let me do it more. I can do it more. If you guys want me to do it less, I can do it less, right? Like, But I think Andre Drummond's talked about, he's been working on this for four years. He's in year 10 of his NBA career. He's been working on this for four years. So he's finally got a coach that's like, yeah, go ahead, shoot the corner three. I think he's going to let that mug fly four years in the making. Hey, you finna see a burner. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Lopez is FYI for He only took six total three pointers last season. Oh man. Never mind. Yeah. Hey, he took 18, 18, the season, before, 18, the season before that. But then how many do you think he took in the 2019, 20 season with the Milwaukee Bucks? He was trying to compete with Robin. So I'm going to say like 50. He took 105 three-pointers. Hey, <laughs> I know he's, he did. He's only, mean, taken, he's only taken 180 his whole career. 105 of those came in one season. He made 35 of them. 33% clip. 33% clip. That's more than I would have thought. Hey, give my so, man a little bit of credit, man. All right, Rolo. Hey, listen, I love Rolo, bro. Rolo can come back to the Chicago Bulls anytime. It's certain, it's certain Bulls that formerly were here that always have an open invitation to come back, right? Like, Nate Robinson could always come back. Like, even after getting knocked out, it's like, hey, man, just like, don't don't get knocked out again. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't 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 cross Bobby Portis. Rolo can always come back. Can always come back. Yeah, I mean, like there's certain bulls that have that open invitation. Rolo was one of them because boy, through them bad times, boy, Rolo was always entertained. <laughs> yeah, Rolo put up some nice seasons for the Bulls in his three seasons here, man. I'm not mad at it. Um, it's wild, man. 105 in one season hey, for Robin bro, Lopez. Bro. And here's the thing: if Andre Drummond shows you that how do you go into approaching next season how do you go into a pro right because like 33% I'm saying you're getting better oh 33% from from 13% for a career oh yeah at, at that point at that point listen he's to me at that point he's hitting them at enough clip to where teams now have to say oh crap Drummond's out on the corner three go somebody run out to Drummond on the three yeah Hey, I, I, I'm saying you might we might be seeing an evolution of a player this season. Now watch he take three three pointers the rest of the year. The rest so of the we, year. We, we, <laughs> might, we might be seeing the evolution of a player this season into working his way back into being a major name in the NBA. And we didn't even know we were going to get him. See, I, I don't know. I think the major name days are over for him regardless if he adds a three-point shot or not. Yeah, but I'm really? glad that he's embracing the yeah, – yeah, bro. I don't think he's going to add a three at the rate to where – he would have to add a three as 35%. far as – He's got to be 35%. He, but it depends on how many he has to take. Because if he's 35% taking 10 over the course of the season, then no. He would have to hit – No, for sure. At, he's he'd have to hit at least 40, 40 three-pointers in the season at that point. He's got to be – he's got to be – you you have to. I think the benchmark, right? You have to become Al Horford. Right? See, like and Al, I don't think he does that in one season. Al Horford last season thirty three percent. Season before that thirty six percent from three. Al Horford had the season where he was shooting forty two percent from the three point line. 
God, dog, Al. Like, Al, Al was cooking. Like, literally. And here's the thing. He has a season where he shot 50% from the three-point line. He took two. <laughs> he made one. He missed one, right? So, like, I, I think you have to work yourself into that kind of player. But if you add – if Andre Drummond adds a three-point shot, bro, like, he's one of the best rebounders in the But NBA. you also have to look at what you just named. I, 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 Al Horford's taken over 200 shots in most of those seasons. Oh, Yeah. So, but see, Drummond's not getting that, bro. He's not Dr- – Drummond's – there's no – Drummond is not turning himself back into a premier player in the well, league. This, He's not going to get that much opportunity. I, I, that's why I said this would have to be a prove-it season. If he shoots what Rolo shot, I think Billy Donovan will give him the green light. Uh, we'll Because if I'm not mistaken, right, Billy Donovan was one of the people that kind of gave Horford the green light his first, like, big three-point shooting year, right? No, Horford never – oh, no. Did he play for the Thunder? He did play for the Thunder, but he played for the Thunder after Billy Donovan was coaching us. Oh, okay. I right, never mind. Never yeah, mind. I thought I yeah. thought he was there before that. No, nah, no. Nah. His uh, his uh, Al Horford season with the Thunder was in 2020-21. He was already coaching he, us. Yeah, he'd have been coaching us. Yeah. So, oh man, that that was only two years ago, bro. That's crazy. Jim Boyle was here three years ago. <laughs> but even before then, you got to keep in mind. So that OKC season, he only took 152. He was taking over 200 threes his last last year in Atlanta. Hey man, so it's, it's all about somebody giving you that green light. Billy Donovan say, "Go ahead and shoot that thing." Uh, bro, you, you, you be ha- you be having some high hopes, bro. Hey, some this, real high hopes. You be coming with some crazy takes. Andre Drummond turning himself into the premier if, player in the league. I, and come on, you, wait, listen. If he adds a three point shot, he's not a, a premier. No, player he's again? still not a premier player again. Wow. He's a solid bench role player. He's not a the, Andre Drummond's days of being a premier player in the league are done, bro. Bro, if he gets himself to 35% from three, he's, he's not still not, bro. As one of the not. best rebounders, a good three-point shooter, and he can finish around the rim. He's, that's, I, he's gonna, he may be a coveted bench player, but he's not going to be a premier player hey, in the league, bro. Hey, hey, Drummond, I believe in you, bro. <laughs> I believe in you. Let it fly. Wrist you know what you shouldn't have let fly? Those arms. Put on some yeah. damn shirts when you come do this show. But that is no. it for us for today. No. Go no, ahead, get, brother. Get, get, man. Follow me on everything <laughs> at Master Designer. Follow us both on everything at Locked On Bulls, man. The IG is going up. We got that mug back cracking today, man. And we got some clips for y'all coming into this your way, too, boy. I tell you right now, get in with us on the IG. That's crazy, man. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H A I Z E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, go and check on the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022, a six episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. The local team experts and the NBA insiders of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey all combining into the one Ultimate NBA Preview. Search the Ultimate Pro NBA Preview 2022 on your Audacity app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Path the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls. We out this month. Be sure. Peace.